Tonight's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast, the Civil War Sal versus Me episode is brought to you by State Farm. Just like football, but not like Jason Garrett. Life can be unpredictable. That's why State Farm agents are there to help, unlike Jason Garrett. With over 19,000 agents, a local State Farm agent could be just around the block. Whether you talk in person, by phone, or through the app, State Farm is there, much like Jason Garrett in a tough loss. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on, unlike Jason Garrett. State Farm, talk to an agent today. Meanwhile, the Google Assistant is ready to help you get more done with just your voice in the car at home. Everywhere you take your phone, you can ask your Google Assistant to help with routines throughout your day. Say one command, the Assistant can do multiple things. For instance, once you've set up a morning routine in the Google Assistant app, you can just say, hey, Google, good morning. And the Assistant can take your phone off silent, adjust compatible lights and thermostats, tell you about today's weather, your commute, and what's on your calendar, then play music or news or even play this podcast right where you left off. A little help hands-free. Just say, hey, Google, to get started. Let me also tell you about our friend Chris Long, who is on Rosillo's podcast every Monday on the Ryan Rosillo podcast. An awesome football conversation between two longtime buddies. But Chris soft-launched a YouTube channel a while ago that is now, uh, I guess, hard-launched. What do we say? What's the opposite of soft-launch, Kyle? Hard-launch? It's a full-on hard-launch. It's a full-on hard-launch <laughs> All you have to do is go to YouTube and check and uh, search for Chalk Media. He has a show called The Fishbowl, where he has various people that you might be interested in, like Miles Teller was in The Fishbowl. Um, who else was in there? George R.R. R. Martin? Yeah. Is that true? My God. I think he Skyped in. Yeah. And then uh, he also has a podcast that he launched called The Greenlight Podcast, which runs later in the week. He breaks down football, all kinds of things. So yeah, Chris Long. Making things happen post uh, playing career, although you can never count on him playing again. But for now, Chalk Media, check it out. Uh, and also check out the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast, which um, has one more coming on uh, late night, Monday night. It is about uh, Daryl Morey, which was taped before the whole Hong Kong thing, but it's a very good podcast. And if you want to subscribe to the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast, you can do so on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else. We have put eight up. The response has been great. We even have a Twitter account, Book O Basketball at. Check that out as well. I'm going to be putting up some uh, weird videos and clips and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so there you go. Coming up, the cuz, he's angry. He's going to be lashing out at me. Let's do it first. Our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, the cousins on the line. Not often do our favorite teams play each other. Ever since we've done the podcast, the same result has happened. I am just glad, Sal. We're here on the day the NFL finally cracked down on this heinous tripping epidemic. <laughs> Thank God. I, I think everyone learned their lesson. We'll see a lot less tripping, maybe yeah. less injuries. And uh, even though your team lost, I think we're better off in the long run. That's true. I don't know if we'll see less tripping, but we'll see less of when uh offensive lineman's knee inadvertently hits the other players, a rushing lineman's knee maybe, and then he fell. We might see a little more of that. Um, I, I said to my son, I was like, this has a bad feel, this game. I think we're more talented at maybe like 15 out of the 22 positions. Yeah. And yet 
you mix some rain in there, you mix some cold weather, and you mix some Garrett versus Belichick, and it's going to be bad. And then you mix a bad call. I said, there's going to be a bad, bad call down the stretch. I swear I said all this. And tripping was like 15th on my list of possibilities. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen. But it did. It a- actually happened. You don't see it too often. The only person more upset than you is Troy Aikman, who just berated Mike Pereira yeah. in front of a live TV audience. Good. You need more um, of that. You need more, a lot more of that. Here's, here's what I'll say. I'll say two things. One, I agree with you. The tripping was bad. It bothers me, though, that it gives you an out. It gives you and the Cowboys fans <laughs> and all the Patriot fan, haters, now you have an out because this dumb tripping call on third and one, which, by the way, if you get it, if let's say they don't call it, mm-hmm. now you have a first down on your own 36 with a little over two minutes left. You have all three timeouts. You've scored nine points in the game total. Right. The weather's terrible. And the Patriots have one of the best defenses statistically in a long, long time. They've given up 117 points all season. Mm. What makes the Dallas fans think they're just going to roll down those last 65 yards and score? We'll never know. But what makes you think that? Oh, well, man, well I, I don't know. I listened to you last week. I had to hear 20 minutes about how the Patriots, the 9-1 and one Patriots, now 10-1 and one suck. So that's what I was banking on, that this team sucks, that you <laughs> and all the other Patriots fans, like Hench and everybody that I'm watching the game with, yeah. who was delighted when that idiot Jason Garrett goes for a field goal yes. attempt with five and a half minutes left. How dare you cut it to four? Good job by you covering the spread. But do you uh, you know how lucky they were to even get the ball back at that point? How, how many Patriots games you have to see over the years to know that they're going to, they're dying. Every Patriots fan was, right? You're delighted to know that they're kicking a field goal there. And by the way, it's not a gimme anyway in the cold and the rain and everything else. It might miss. So well, even it, Aikman, you talk about Aikman there. He's like, no, nah, good. You missed there. You pin him back. I was like, what? We might get the ball one more time. What are you talking about? And you shouldn't have gotten the ball again. I actually thought the coaching on both sides the last 10 minutes was really bad. But, you know, to me, it was the whole last set of downs leading up to the field goal to cut it to four that never should have happened. But you'd second and seven. You do, you basically do two incomplete passes that, you know, were fairly low percentage against the best secondary in the league versus like, just thinking it's four down territory. What are we going to do? This is our biggest thing in the game. We can't, we can't not come out of this with seven points. And even if we do come out of it with no points, at least they're pinned on their own five. And instead it was right. like, ah, dumb pass play. Ah, another dumb pass play. Ah, field goal. And you never should have gotten the ball back. I don't know what the Patriots are doing. All of a sudden, we're doing wheel routes to Rex Burkhardt, <laughs> Rex Burkhead, <laughs> Burkhardt. Who's Rex Burkhardt? Yeah. Rex Burkhead. But I, I didn't like the, I didn't feel like we killed enough clock either. I don't even think you should have gotten the ball back. It was just weird. It was a clusterfuck. I didn't like it. I, I really, and like, I don't know, like Jerry Jones is dancing around it. You know, the whole thing. He's like, this team is too talented to lose. He's saying all the things a an owner, a GM, whatever he's supposed to be at this point would say right before he fired a coach, a head coach, and yet, is it going to happen? I don't know. I mean, uh, even the worst coaches in the league win a game based on what they've done to a game. Jason Garrett was not going to win that game. I was like, I wish we could fast forward this because this is not the kind of game that Jason Garrett wins. You're right. I could I could point to tripping and everything else, but I just knew in the rain, every cutaway they have of his face, and not that yeah. Belichick looked, uh, you know, he didn't look like uh, Jude Law or anything on the sideline there, but he looked pretty weathered himself. But I knew that was the winning coach right there. I didn't have to watch any more of that game. Well, and it's so funny. 
you had these different formations and anytime you kind of did that jumbo package with Zeke, Kyle and I were terrified. Mm -hmm. And if you're spreading out with all the receivers, it's like, great. We have the best secondary in the league. Please throw on us in a rainstorm. Yeah. That'll go great. What I didn't want you to do was just rush Zeke 36 times and slow the game down. Right. The kicker probably, I don't know, he could have made one more potentially. There was a bad drive where um, on the last field goal the Pats got, where they somehow went back backwards 10 yards when it seemed like yeah. they're going to put the game away. That was weird. I the play calling was just intermittently bizarre. And then on your side like it just comes down to the little things and you could see in that game like your your kick returner being all the way back in his own end zone on that last mm -hmm. kickoff when every kickoff that I think either team did to that side what did it land on the 20 with the right. wind? And every time the Cowboys were blindsided by this, oh yeah, my God. It was a miracle they recovered that last Look at that. Game. Oh, it's a short kickoff. Yeah. You're kicking into the wind. He's not right. get, getting to the end zone. But yeah. I, I just thought it was really sloppy on uh, on more on Dallas' side, but even New England's side. Well, I thought for, if you want to know like one minute, one like brief moment that I thought the, the Cowboys might win, Michael Bennett makes the big play. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe, maybe something. A little bit. Calm, I don't know what you would call it, but... This could be turning around, but what kind of odds could you get on zero fantasy points from Amari Cooper and James White? Like right. it's just such a weird game there. Like you had uh, the you you can't pinpoint. I mean, I knew going into the game that Dak wasn't going to pass all over me. Had four touchdowns last week. This defense has allowed four passing touchdowns all year. It's like that's not that's not going to be the kind of game we're looking at here. But um, it was I, even worse than that. I, I I feel awful about it, but I'd feel a lot worse if the Eagles had. Uh, had won that game. So I think the Pats defense is really, really, really good. And yep. if you throw the weird Baltimore game out, mm -hmm. the the secondary is the best in the league. Danny Shelton's been really, really great in the middle and the linebackers have been good. And it's just hard to move the ball. And it's like even yep. that one Randall Cobb play when he finally broke one, it was pretty fluky because the guy who was chasing him ended up, it was like a pseudo pick play, even though it wasn't. And he got bounced off and it just, you know, you would think that would happen four or five times a game and it just never happens against the Patriots. It's surprising when it does. I Gilmore was just outstanding today and yeah. he is moving up the ladder of best Patriots of my lifetime. He really is like he, he just takes dudes out. And even if somebody completes something on him, he's right there, like draped all over the guy. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a great matchup, but I mean, the, you have you have like what, three Deion Sanders guys. It's great, yeah, like you, you you really do. Like yeah, Gilmore, what does Gilmore have? Does he have six interceptions? Yeah, he's and, and he could have had three. more. Yeah. yeah, well, that but that's what but that goes back to the tripping thing, and that's why I'm a little annoyed that that's going to be a storyline tomorrow, especially with mm -hmm. the Patriot haters. It's like. You still had to go another 65 yards. The weather was getting worse. You'd thrown every single play you had. Yeah. yeah you only yeah. had nine points in the first 58 minutes of the game. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. You maybe you get another Randall Cobb type thing, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter what you have to think. How about they just <laughs> call it right? And then then we could see. We could actually see in real life what plays out. I, I thought mean, Sony Michelle had some really good runs today too. And and that was yeah. the other thing. But the Pats were really relying on young dudes. You know, Harry had a big drop. Jacoby Myers yeah. had four catches, but he also had a couple of big drops. And 
Harry had a nice push off though to make up for it for the first touchdown. That was <laughs> right. good. I think about how would the Patriots score? How many points would that offense score if not for that? Uh, I I think you needed the game more than New England did, and yeah. I. I that Troy, who was all over the place in this game and was just really, really rooting for Dallas, it was kind of rare. Usually right. he plays it in the middle in a Dallas game, but this one he was really all in on Dallas. But I, I'll say this: I, you, you have a lot of tough players defensively. You have, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not making anything up here. You got all the McCordys, you got Gilmore, Collins, you know, High Tower, uh, High Tower, Shelton, Shelton guy, like all these guys, and Van Noy. You could say Chung Van that but they the what they do is like now you have a tougher schedule coming up. But I honestly think, you know, your next game is in December. It's getting colder. I think the tough schedule balances out with the fact that it's getting colder and you have tough athletes who know how to play football too. And that's what's gonna spell the difference. Now, do you need a new kicker to make it to the Super Bowl? Maybe. That really might be the case. It was rough know. because I think 42 is about his limit. That was what he made his last kick. I think yeah. anything over 42, I just feel like he's not going to make it. Right. You know, I. the thing with Dallas, I thought Aikman made a really good point. Dallas needed this game for a lot of different reasons. Whereas if the Patriots had lost, I think it would have been all right because they could have pointed to the wide receivers and yeah, mm -hmm. bad weather, all that stuff. Dallas needed to make a statement. And to only put up nine points is pretty rough. Now, you look at New England for the year, they've only given up 117, which is crazy because only three teams, and they're one of them, have given up under 200 points this season. Right. And the next team is like Buffalo's at 173. And then Baltimore's under 200, but they play tomorrow. They're going to go over 200. I, right. I think Baltimore knocked people off the scent of how good this Pats defense was. And again, I think that was a relatively weird game that might go differently the next time. I, I think the Pats defensively are really good. They know who they are. And Troy made some really good points about Brady kind of understanding what kind of team this is, that this is a run the ball, control the clock, win with defense kind of team because they don't have the weapons. I don't think Edelman's the same. I think he's lost maybe a half step. Like, did, did you, he was never open the whole, your defensive backs are not that good. No, he was never open the whole game. And I think it's tough to to lean on the pass game. You know, you know. I, I don't know. I, I just it was wet. It was bad. It was all bad. Both passing. You know, they were going to win. That was going to be a coaching decision. You say the Cowboys didn't make a statement. I think they did. The statement <laughs> is we have to get rid of Jason Garrett. It has to happen. It just has to happen. I have friends like calling me like, "Hey, I think I'm done. I, I might be done if they don't." You release him. They don't fire him this year. I don't think I'm watching next year. And it's like, yeah, it's true. It's it is like watching the same bad like like series or whatever. Like when they see us, I'm just gonna keep watching it all over and over and see if there's a different ending. I don't think there's a different ending for this team. Well, Jerry Jones got a little feisty after the game, yeah. maybe to knock people off the scent a little bit. Uh, who knows what his motivation was? Right. But um, I it it feels like it's all leading to you sticking the Giants with Jason Garrett next March. Which oh, please. would be a great gift for you, right? Now he stays in your life, only he's coaching your least favorite team. It would be a great gift and a great gif or jif, however you want to say it. Just him <laughs> clapping in Giants uh, hoodie. That'd it's like great. a Yankee Christmas swap. Right. Like, oh, here's Jason Garrett. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. He's got a winning record. This uh, is great. Um, <laughs> is Amari Cooper, He? how healthy do you think he is on a scale of one to 10? Like a six? 
Like he missed uh, part of the game. He was gone for a no, while. No, I know. Yeah, I guess. And he came back and everything. But he was blanketed. And the few replays they showed, I'll have to watch the uh, all 22. But on the on the few replays they showed, he wasn't even really close to being over. And then he had, I think he had two targets. The one was called back. No good. But uh, yeah, maybe not fully healthy. Well, here's your depressing Patriots number. They've only scored 50 points in November. Right. I think the, you know, they're going to get some receivers back. But I guess the blueprint for this team as the season goes along, we're kind of running out of time as that last, a better version of that last Manning's Broncos team that won the title, right? Right. Where they can, they can do more offensively. They have more weapons. He's much better than Noodle Arm Peyton Manning was that year. But the same kind mm-hmm. of thing where let your defense win these games, do enough offensively, manage the game, don't turn the ball over, and just kind of hang around. My yeah. question is, what happens in a playoff game if they're down 10, you know, and they have to air it out? That's when, mm-hmm. that's when I start well, to... When, and you'll have to make field goals and things like that, too. So there's certain areas you can tighten up and be okay uh, come January. Tell, walk me through your emotions if there's a Pats Niners Super Bowl and two weeks of Brady versus Jimmy G. All <laughs> my, that stuff. My when, emotions? What are your emotions? Well, my, my, I'm rooting for San Francisco. What do I care? I just, I just can't let your team win. Kyle and I discussed it as we watched the uh, Niners killing the Packers tonight. Yeah. And we decided that it's a big win for us. Because mm-hmm. if Jimmy G ends up beating the Pats in a Super Bowl, it'd be terrible. But at the same time, came out of the system. It feels like we get like a small piece of the trophy. Right. It's like yeah. one of our guys. If Brady hadn't won a Super Bowl since the Brady Belichick Jimmy G whole decision making thing, it'd be a different story. Like, oh, we screwed up and we could have had one more. But you do have it. I mean, it's been gravy for years, but it's extra gravy on the Jimmy G side and that you've won since you shipped him off. We could we could do the whole the only team that can beat us. We have to create the quarterback and nurture him ourselves. Oh, we yeah. can only beat ourselves. Nobody can beat us. Yeah. I'll talk myself into a Niners Pats beating. Yeah. Uh, there you go. The we said last week we did the Niners Packers line. And both of us thought, wow, that's crazy. Packers, Aaron Rodgers Sunday night. And as the week went along and the Niners started getting healthier and healthier, and I thought about the game more and I looked at it and just tried to figure out the Packers were a little smoke and mirrorsy. The Niners had been on TV a couple times. Now they're a little comfortable in these national TV games. Mm-hmm. And by the by Sunday today, I was telling you I, I wanted to bet on the Niners. You loved it. Telling I me did. you wanted to. You did. I, w- I wish I you would have. I should just, by the way, you're red hot. I should have just followed your lead there instead of taking the Packers in a teaser, getting it, 10 and a half points. It settled at three and a half. Right. The big thing for me is I didn't feel like the Packers totally needed the game. Mm-hmm. They did, but they didn't. And if you look at their schedule, they they just have a bunch of crap. They have one tough game left against Minnesota. They have a two-game lead in the wild card. They're tied for the NFC Central. They know the big game of the year is going to be them versus Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I think the game just meant more to the Niners. That's why I gravitated to them. But, but I went the other way a little bit. I said Green Bay. First of all, I was looking at Roger's stats on Sunday night. He has like 55 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I said they got beat up on the West Coast when they played the Chargers. They might want to prove to someone that they know how to travel. Yeah. And nope. I, I don't, but you know, when they put the ball on the field, and we've said this before, the Niners defense looked faster than ever. I mean, Packers, I don't think, had 200 total yards. Uh, yeah. Kittle being back was huge. Ugh. 
It fe- it feels like their whole offense falls into place when he's out there. Debo, want to cover that guy? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> the pressure Garoppolo will cover the uh, gigantic tight end that's not going to be tackled. We know that. We always say every year on this podcast that right around Thanksgiving is when I want to know what my team looks like. Right. And I think this team, whatever the journey it took to get there for the Niners, this was the week that they were kind of like, hey, this is this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. And Jimmy, with a lead, has been really good. You know, we'll we'll see if there's a playoff game when he has to like create some points coming from behind something like that, but it might not matter. They might have all their games at home. He's had a couple of good games and and good. I mean, like last week against Arizona, he's down 16, nothing and comes back. I didn't think he could do it even against Arizona, but he did it. And then tonight, like you said, they put their stamp on it. This is, this is their new identity. Now next week they play Baltimore. I believe it's in Baltimore. Yep. So we'll have another chance to evaluate them. Baltimore, very two tough games in uh, six days. So. Tough one. So San, Fr- San Francisco's 10 and one saints and Seattle right behind them a game back. And what's crazy is they haven't put the division way yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, lots more to discuss. We're going to take a break. Let's talk about square. They make that little white reader that lets anyone take credit cards Running and growing a business takes so much more than payments, which is why Square built so many tools that can help. Point of sale software, invoices you can send from your phone, easy to build websites, access to business loans to help you manage your cash flow, purchase new equipment, or whatever it is you need to grow your business. Their payments are best in business, no complicated contracts or weird fees. You always get your money fast, even instantly. Best part, these tools are all in one place. They're all built to work together. So... Whether you sell stuff on Instagram or a website, whether you own a restaurant or retail boutique, whatever, Square has tools for you. You could be like Kyle's barber, Fernando. He uses Square. Yeah, he's killing it. See all the ways Square can take your business from Square One to whatever's next at square.com slash go slash BS. Loan subject to credit approval and issued by Celtic Bank member FDIC. All right, I want to talk about my favorite player this year. Not my favorite person, but just my favorite player other than Lamar Jackson. If I had to say non-Patriots, who have I enjoyed the most? Lamar would be one. Jameis Winston would be second. I have both Bucks receivers in fantasy in the league that you and I are in. Right. Every week I start both of them and one of them has a huge week. And if you add both of them together, it's great. More importantly, every play with Jameis is the most exciting play of the day on any of the TVs you have. He might throw a pick. He might throw a 70 yarder. He might throw a pick. <laughs> he, he might scramble. He will throw a pick. He might scramble for a 20 yard first down on third and 15. He might yeah. just drop the ball. It's it's all in play on every play. And the announcers don't really know what to do. They're showing graphics I've never seen. They showed a graphic today that he's on pace to become the first quarterback ever to average 300 yards a game and two interceptions a game in the same season. Wow. I don't even know what that is. Wow. So I went through, I did some research because I really think he's Mr. Excitement. I kept coming back to, he reminds me of Favre after Favre won the Super Bowl. Hmm. When Favre hit that weird stretch, like late, right around when you and I got to know each other, when we were kind of like, we yeah. remember we would sneak bet against Favre. Right. We'd be right. like, everybody thinks Favre's better than he actually is. And the mm-hmm. line would always be four points too high for Favre. Crossed with Eli Manning. Eli, who, who, you know, who I, I think has the reputation, the Giants fans think he's a Hall of Famer. You look at his stats, they're just not nearly Hall of Fame-y, except for the playoff stuff. So I looked at Jameis' stats. 
This year so far, 2019, he's thrown for 3,351 yards. 2007 Eli Manning for the whole 16-game season, 3,336 yards. Mm-hmm. Jameis, 22 TDs, 20 picks. 2007 Eli, 23 TDs, 20 picks. They both mm-hmm. lost four fumbles. We basically recreated Eli Manning. Are they going to win the Super Bowl this year? I, they might. That was the year Eli won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Brett Favre, from 1999 to 2008, 10-year span here for Brett. He averaged 3,830 yards, 25 TDs, and 19 picks. That feels like kind of a Jameis mm. season, right? I think he's the logical successor to these guys. Wow. Well, I'll say this. I think neither of those guys had the talent that he has thrown. I think Godwin and Mike Evans are phenomenal. Yeah. And you put them on any team, and it's, it's a can't miss. I can't make excuses for the interceptions, although that was the one bet I won. It was minus 225 that Jameis would throw an interception. He in I don't know minutes. if you saw, but I tweeted. I said, this is a winner. As a matter of fact, this is a winner by 116 Eastern time. This is going to hit. And it was 112 Eastern time when Jameis threw his first pick. Wow. I think his second one was like at 135 or something. What so. were the odds for him throwing one pick? Minus 225. See, it seems like it shouldn't be will Jameis throw a pick. It should be more the over under on the time of the game, right? Oh, the time of the game. Well, they have one and a half. Also, you could you could bet a few. The time of the game is fun too. They, but I want to be able it. to bet like Jameis will throw a pick by one twenty five Eastern time. Right. That's it. That's Jameis perfect. will have two picks by two forty four <laughs> Eastern time. You know, we said we try to like say like what I think I we compared him to. I said Salvatore Belomo or Iron Mike Sharp. He's yeah. Like, no, he's better. That, he's we, better. I think we said the whole team. I think he's Arturo Gotti. Oh, yeah. Right? I like it. Isn't that him? He'll get knocked down like six times in a fight and win, but um, just very exciting to watch either way. He's the over-under on a, on a typical Jameis game in 2019 is he's going to throw for 340 yards and have three TDs and two picks. Mm-hmm. That's a standard Jameis game in 2019. Amazing. And when he's on the TV, I don't care how many games you have going, if it's him or Lamar this season and either of them are going back to pass or scrambling or doing anything, it's impossible mm-hmm. not to watch. Uh, is that the most scatterbrained division in the in the in football? The NFC South? Because I think we know the Saints are gonna win it, but that's two like I don't want to say stinkers at home in a road for the uh, for the Saints, Atlanta and now Carolina, but could have maybe lost both and, and only lost one. That's a weird one because Carolina looked dead last week. And we see this over and over again the last six weeks of the season when you have these divisional rivals. You know, I had one of my million-dollar picks was Baltimore Moneyline with Saints Moneyline on Thursday in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then as we got toward the weekend, I started sweating it out even before the game had started yet. And I thought this could be a new term for us. The parlay sweater. (laughs) Where And we should, I want to do this when we guess the lines this week. That one bet that just seen, and you and I do this all the time, the Mm -hmm. minus 480, the minus 520, the minus 420, where we just go, oh, I'll throw that team in my parlay and then I'll get better odds. And you just kind of check the the box that the game already happened and you won the bet. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Allen number two is is throwing touchdowns left and right. And you're like, oh my God. The the Panthers are driving. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. lose this stupid parlay I did when the game I really cared about hasn't even been played yet. 
I like uh, I like the parlay sweater. I think you may have stumbled across. Forget the million dollar pick. You may have stumbled across a million dollar merchandising idea. The ringer should start selling parlay sweaters. Par- parlay. Um, <laughs> and you, you sweat it. You you know your face on it, just like uh, drops of sweat coming from your brow. But um, well, I have the parlay sweater this week already. Oh, not, you not to step on guest alliance, but yeah, the uh, when we get to Panthers Redskins, oh. That's our that's our parlay sweater. That's how the Redskins, they're done. They're going for the number one pick or going for the number two pick, whatever. Um, Yeah, I would say this, though. I I don't know what happened because I had the Saints on the money line. I was going nuts the whole time. They're up by what? 13? Yeah, it was done. It was 14 nothing. Was it 14 nothing? Yeah, I thought it was. And then it was like 27, 14, something stupid. Anyway, McCaffrey, I'm fine with him having 170, 180 all purpose yards uh, all said and done. But that last drive before the half, when they, was it third down? They just, just a little swing pass out of the backfield and no one's within 12 yards of the guy. And then he's like a, a foot short of the goal line, which seems to be his thing. Yeah. And they run the same play. Like, right. what? you have the end zone backing you up. Why is he wide open again to, to get that, to get that score? So uh, I don't know what Sean Payton's doing sometimes with this defense, but it should be better. How does Breeze look to you? Man. It looks like did, I, I, he looks like he looks like he did exactly the right thing in playing that game before their bye and stealing that job from Bridgewater because I think there would be rumblings about um, whether he's the better quarterback for them right now. Have you noticed? And I, I never felt like he had a cannon, mm-hmm. but he had a couple throws today that he would throw the ball and then they would cut to or the camera would follow the receiver and the camera was almost following the ball slower than normal when somebody guns a ball. Oh, interesting. I just don't know if he, I don't think it's Peyton Manning noodle arm territory, but he has throws, especially over the middle where it seems like anybody can get the, like any defensive back can jump in Mm. in time. I don't know. I I don't think he looks that good. You know, what's interesting. They could, you know, they have like hang time for a punter, which I don't think they do anymore. Do we even see that anymore ever? No, I used to enjoy hang time. What happened to hang time? They should have camera speed. Like how long does it take the camera to to move from for the, his thirty yard passes? Well, like Breeze would that. be slow, right? Like I'm sick of the QBR, which is a, a nonsensical stat anyway. Let's see camera speed. The uh, the Panthers that felt that had a feeling starting around near the end of the second quarter that this was their Super Bowl. Yeah, and if you had the Saints in a parlay, like we both did. Well, it wasn't that kicker who you you sent to Canton, Ohio, the, the rookie kicker. God, it wasn't his Super Bowl, that's for sure. He's going to be begging Vince McMahon for a job in the in the XFL. Has next anyone year. ever missed more PATs and made more fifty yard plus wow. field goals in one year? It's like we'll talk about feast or famine in the dome. I was thinking, you know how we have all these stats for everything now? Yeah, there should just be a stat called, and I don't know what the acronym would be. But the stat should be called "Our kicker fucked us," because <laughs> Vinatieri is two this year, right? Yeah. OKFUs. Yeah. Akfus. Yeah, that's good. Vinatieri is two Akfus. I think I think Joey Sly might have two Akfus. So the team has it though, right? Our kicker. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, but it's got to be like. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be for the team. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the Colts have two Akfus and Carolina has two Akfus. We were saying, especially speaking of these Akfus, like <laughs> I don't know, like a month ago, I feel like we've seen a lot right down the middle of the goalposts. Now everything, even if it's in, it's barely in with a lot of these kickers, even the good ones. It was funny that that Philly game today 
where there was, there was, was a couple. Too. I like that one. Yeah. There was a couple kicks that just that took like almost right angles. Right. Tough times for Philly. Man, yeah. that, I mean, they they listed their receivers that suited up. I started feeling a lot better about the Patriots. Mm-hmm. At least we had Julian Edelman and a couple rookies, and the, Harry was drafted in the first round. The Eagles had guys that if you went to FanDuel, they were the you know they were the league minimum for whatever the position is. And yeah, right. For the three thousand dollars or whatever it is, and that these were the guys they were actually starting. I gotta say, not only that, Wentz looks like he's taking some hits, and some of them are taking a little longer for him to get up. I think he's looking at the calendar and it's like, hey, remember how I missed the last two Decembers and I kind of have this deal, this clause in my contract that nobody knows about where I don't have to play December. Right. I feel like we're getting closer and closer to that. Like he's he's not long for this. Oh, they're five and six now. Would you rather have Wentz or Jameis? Uh I'm not sure they're that far apart. I don't know. No, I, he's a little more solid than Jameis. I I know what you're saying. It's entertaining, but I don't think I could take that every week. I can't take my team every week. I can't, I couldn't take James. I think I think Jameis should absolutely be signed by somebody next year if if the Bucks don't bring him back. But I actually think they should bring him back. I like him. Evans looks like he's <laughs> almost done. There's there's four or five times a game when he just has the body language of like, man, this fucking guy. Like the same way Westbrook's teammates would look at OKC right. the last couple of years mm-hmm. where he he's clearly a little frustrated. But I don't know. You and I both watched a lot of football on Sunday. He he still can he still can sling it and he can still create plays with his legs. Yeah, I like I, that Tampa team. I think he's top. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like they all play hard, especially when they play each other, right? In, yeah, in that NFC South, and it's enjoyable every week. I had uh, I had them today for most points scored, and yeah. I was all excited about it. It was fifteen to one. You mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, that's a good one." Yep. And then at the the Browns. Just kept kind of going and going, ended up getting a 42. But I thought the Jets were going to get there at one point. Mm. The Jets were the were Browns like favored this week. I didn't even check. I end up checking the, Bra- the Browns and the Saints, I think, were the two favorites. They were tied. Yeah. Should have known with the Browns. The Jets are all right. The Jets, uh, they make me feel good. You know, they beat the Cowboys. I'm like, hey, beat more playoff teams or near playoff teams. And they, they really took it to Oakland. Sam Donald, he has like seven touchdowns and one interception in the last three games. Sam Donald does? He does, yeah. Well, it's not bad all of a sudden. I'd like to caution the Jets fans because okay. you know they're beating down fan base. Let's let's be honest. I think they're 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 perpetually cautioned. I don't think you have to caution. No, fans. they they've there was a couple Sam Darnold moments when they really you know went a little went a little really? haywire. I would just play it cool rest of the way. Yeah, be like hey man, you excited about the Jets? Yeah, you know, I mean the season's <laughs> over. We should instruct them on on how to answer questions. Hey, you got to be fired up about Darnold, huh? Ah, you know, it's only been a couple games. You know, right. he looks good, but we'll see. It's, you know, there is a, a lot of career. getting excited early on or for for no reason. You know, what are the Jets are, what are the Jets, four and seven? They're probably not. They're, they're We're going to cross them off next week, probably, right? Oh, they play Cincinnati. Maybe not. I don't think but, we uh, could cross off any seven win, seven loss AFC team yet. But any, and the Eagles, right. The Eagles, down double digits, doing touchdown dance. I, I don't know. What do you say to yeah, that's as, tough. as a coach? What do you say? That's tough. I will say yeah. the Jets look fast. Yeah. They look fast today. Adams is a top 10 player now. For sure. I still wouldn't trade two ones for him. Like no, they, I wouldn't they either. From the Cowboys, but I wouldn't either. Hey, uh, can I tell you about Crown Royal? Last year, yeah. 
Crown Royal launched the first off-the-field water break to encourage fans of the game to moderate and hydrate to stay in the game. Whether you're watching in the stadium, watching home or in a bar, have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Don't be that person that ruins it for everyone. Make the right call and take a water break. Sal, who made the right call this week or not? Um, in my book, the right call is made by Deontay Wilder. Mm. Saturday night. Had a match against Luis Ortiz. Tough first match. Probably was losing a lot of the rounds in the first fight. And then uh, then a big knockout at the end. 40-year-old Luis Ortiz and took it to him yesterday. Was ahead on all three cards by three points on two and then one point on one card. And then bided his time in the seventh round. Smashed Ortiz's head. Well, you know it's a good punch when like in the replay you see like um, three gallons of condensation leaving the guy's head. Yeah. Just an explosion. You know, this is this is a like a gender reveal. But with with a glove and 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 and, and water from the between rounds mixed with sweat and knocked him the hell cold, barely got didn't get up at ten, counted him out Wilder by knockout just like he promised on my podcast. I told him I was like, hey, you're killing guys and you're threatening to kill guys in the ring and that's why people don't want to fight you. You know, go say go out there say you're gonna give him a massage or something. He's like, nope, that's not my way. I don't operate like that. And that was that. Good job by you, Deontay Wilder. Here's the thing, though. Ortiz dominates the fight. He's just in complete control. And Wilder, one punch, boom. Hits him on the top of the head. Yeah. The rarely seen, usually when you're watching it live, you don't understand how it was a knockout. And then they show the slow-mo and it's like, oh, yeah, that was a direct hit to the brain. Yeah. All that the had to have hurt. his body left. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Um, What's yours? I have. I'm also going Saturday night pay-per-view. Ben and I watched the uh, NXT that did the takeover last night. Oh, yeah. I saw you uh, tweet about it. Yeah. This is the right call um, by these two guys to do a move that I thought was the most terrifying thing I've seen on any sort of steel cage thing. It was Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, basically did a reverse... uh, the uh what do you what do you call when you when you put you have the guy in a headlock and you lean Suplex, back top of the cage, right? Yeah. Top of the cage, they landed on a table and Adam Cole didn't break his neck. And mm-hmm. I, I've just never seen a move like this. And I don't know how they did the whole practice for it before the men all that, but man, the right call is what whatever he did to land on the table and not hurt the other guy. I've never seen a move like that in my life. Did you see that move? I saw what you posted. It was phenomenal that they pulled it off. And then I was thinking to myself, maybe you're different or maybe I'm just getting old. I don't think I want to see in wrestling anything more violent than I've already seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no like, next level to go to. Yeah, like the Undertaker throwing mankind off the cage to me was like, holy shit. And what, that was 20 years that, 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 ago insanity that's good enough i don't need to see it i don't need to see the most violent hit i've seen on a football field either but you do appreciate it that was that was amazing that uh both of those guys could walk today yeah the nxt would it they're really 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 pushing nxt hard survivor series happened today. nxt actually won more of the matches mm-hmm. yeah my so, boys were watching it on that that might be a right call too crown royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and moderate to stay in the game all right next topic so we're going to do guess the lines in a second. And this is one of my favorite guess the lines every year because we're, we get to do the Thanksgiving games. Mm. There's another tradition. Some people think Thanksgiving is the tradition. 
it's part of the tradition. The 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 other part, the less less known part, less discussed part, is just a sad Detroit Lions Thanksgiving game. And we we veered away from this a little bit. The Lions were actually like pretty competent. They had a couple of nine and seven seasons yeah. with Jim Caldwell. And now we're back. Now we're back to wake up on the West Coast. People are cooking. It's 930 in the morning. Football's on. And you're just conditioned to go, oh, man, this is the best. This mm-hmm. is why I moved here. Thanksgiving football. Right. Pe- there's turkey being made. Mm-hmm. There's a cheese plate being passed around. There's liquor already. This is the best. Let's let's all hang out. We'll watch some football. And then the Lions just take a shit all over it. <laughs> and we're back. 2019, we're back. Well, here's what I remember it as. I remember these Lions games, always the first game. They're always home. And, you know, some poor ass equipment manager has probably not had Thanksgiving dinner with his family for 40 years or something. Yeah. But I remember it being usually like an AFC team coming in, a better team, Steelers or Broncos or something. They're like a six-point favorite. The Lions are winning most of the game, and they lose and either cover, don't cover or cover, but but they lose. And uh, But this year, it's different. I, I guess we're not guessing the line for this, but... No, we're going to do it in a second. This quarterback matchup is spectacular. Matt Patricia is now 9-17-1. Lifetime. I tried to warn everybody. Wow. I tried. I did my best. I was like, <laughs> be careful. Be careful what you wish for. The The Belichick coaching tree is not really a tree. It's just a bunch of branches that break off and crash to the ground. Mm. The uh, The Lions famously have had the one playoff win since 1957. What I think is interesting, because now we're at the end of the 2010s, five of the last six decades, they started and then finished without a playoff win, including this one that just passed mm-hmm. and the last one. And the last win I think they had was like 1990, 91, something like that. We were both in college. Yeah. They have no playoff wins this century. They don't really have, I would say, a lot of hope either. They're they're still in that no man's land of they're not in the mix to, you know, get Joe Burrow or or whoever. Right. Um, but they and yeah, they have a lot Stafford of money. A ton of money. Yeah. A lot of money going to Stafford. They need to find a, a coach again, I guess. I guess they'll get rid of Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're starting out this new decade the same way they've started out almost every Lions season. You know what the saddest thing is about that? And I get emails from Lions fans. I think it has to do when you and I talk about the most tortured franchise. Like and yeah. we always give it to Cleveland or Buffalo for losing the four Super Bowls or whatever. Yeah, we don't mention the Lions. We put them in the top three or so. We don't give them. And even that, we're like torturing their fans there. Like, oh, at least give us this. We can't yeah. even have this. That we're the most tortured fan base. No, I'm sorry, but. The way you spell it out, maybe we should, maybe we should anoint them. Yeah, tortured's tortured's a different kind of word. Who was the guy Theon on Game of Thrones? He passed the point of being tortured, and yeah, he was right. just like kind of demolished mentally, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was it. He went. He he was just he didn't have hope anymore. He's yeah. just playing out the string until he died. Right, and, the, and it feels like the Lions fans and the Redskins fans are in that spot right now. The difference is the Redskins fans have actually had a lot of success and they remember what it was like when it was sure. great and this owner came in and ruined everything. The but Lions think about this. The Lions have, the, the Lions get a, a holiday ruined every year. Yeah. A lot of teams can't say that or fan bases can't say that. Imagine the, the joy you just explained for football and game that we don't care about other than what, wherever our belt, bets are and fantasy players. 
these people start their Thanksgiving off with an L most of the time. Right. I remember when I was, when I was writing, it might even been before Grantland, I was doing like a mailbag before Thanksgiving and I was doing a whole thing about when on the sports are Detroit won't be able to get Thanksgiving games anymore. Like we're just taking this from them. Yeah. Who decided Detroit gets a home game every Thanksgiving? Why do we have to keep doing this for the rest of our lives? Let's take this away. Let's give this, you know, let's That's make right. it more of a meritocracy. And I got some really sad emails from Lions fans. Really? They want this. They were just like, look, man, I, I'm 42. I've, I have one playoff win in my whole life. Bear Sanders is the only good Lion ever. With Calvin Johnson, he retired early too. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing. All I have is this one Thanksgiving game. <laughs> like, All right. Now you're going to take this. Like, can we just have this? It's the one thing the league feels is special. We get to host a home game at Thanksgiving. And, and right, well, uh, if you want a loss showcased every year in front of tens of millions, I guess uh, fine. That's good. <laughs> well, it, the, the Matt Patricia thing, I'm sure that ends. Maybe this will be a Jason Garrett home. Right. You get to sp- spend your Thanksgivings with, uh, with Jason Garrett. Oh, um, please do it. The only other thing I wanted to mention before we do guess the lines is Tennessee is now four and one in their last five. Yeah. I had them in a parlay today with the Bucks and the Ravens. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, those four wins, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs, Jaguars, they lost to Carolina. They are six and five. So are the Colts. Texans seven and four. Titans play the Texans twice in week 15 and week 17. Yep. We talked about this last week about you can't, you know, can't cross off the Titans, can't count them out yet. Now, we have a four-way tie at six and five for the last wild card spot. Pittsburgh, Oakland, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Oakland, which just a shit the bed game today in the Jets. And Pittsburgh gets it right now if there's a tiebreaker for the six and Buffalo gets the five, right? Yeah. And the and the Steelers fans, I include Pat Muldowney, my beloved ringer coworker, <laughs> very sensitive about the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. Right. All the Steelers fans were on Twitter. I'm sure Damashek, he's probably still crafting his perfectly clever tweet about it today. Right. Uh, well, if, if the season ended today, it's only the 22nd pick. Pretty sure I'd rather have, have Mika for Fitzpatrick. You could do a better Damashek than that. Right? I don't, yeah. I don't even want to attempt Damashek. <laughs> I don't want people to turn this off. Okay. The, uh, but yeah, let's, let's play out the rest of the season first before you start talking about how you only gave up the 22nd pick. I right, still think yeah. it's a good trade, but, but settle down. You're probably going seven and nine. Yeah, guess. that's true. We let's take a look because they don't know week to week or quarter to quarter who their their QB is. So yeah, you turn their game on and it's like, and there's Hodges. It's like, wait a second, yeah. I thought Rudolph was in. What happened? They have De- like Devlin. Is it Devlin or Mason? Like they, like these are two kids on my uh, son's soccer team. Devlin and Mason, <laughs> you're in. You have to rest in the third quarter. What? Grab a, grab an orange slice. No, but with Tennessee though, I'll say. Well, we do forget with them, and I like to write them off, but you can't because, well, first of all, that division's kind of a joke. I, 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 I propose that that Thursday night game with Houston and Indy be the last AFC South game we need to see because yeah. this division, I don't need to see it anymore. Uh, everyone has the same uniform. I can't tell everyone apart, but I will say this about Tennessee. This is Derrick Henry season. We forgot. You got pumpkin latte, spice, spice lattes, and, and you see more like uh, holiday lights being put up and everything. And then Derrick Henry is carrying uh, D-backs in the cold weather and linebackers. And a lot of fantasy teams as well. Yeah. I asked Kyle today, is Derrick Henry officially the rich man's Leonard Fournette? Hmm. I think he is. 
Because yeah, before maybe. you would have said he was the poor man's Leonard Fournette, but I think they flipped. The little bit. I mean, you, you, I, I'm surprised when I see a Leonard Fournette 75-yard run. But with Derrick Henry, I'm like, I'm surprised if I don't see one in the game. Yeah, Tennessee. Here's the thing. They start out two and four. And that includes they score seven points against Buffalo and, and then zero points against Denver. And that Tannehill ended up playing in some of that game. But, you know, two and four and then four and one. I don't normally get carried away about the momentum, especially with teams that aren't like great teams. But in this case, you could you could make a clear argument that if they had Tannehill the whole time, they could be eight and three. Right? Yeah. Could he have been worth two wins? Because we're watching Tennessee those first few weeks going, wow, Mariota is killing them. He's just killing them. Right. And now Tannehill's been actually pretty good. And uh, it's it, weird to me, Tannehill, because he ran for two touchdowns. Just every time I see him take off, I'm like, oh, he's so slow. Why isn't anyone catching him? I don't, I don't get how this is working here. He's been pretty good. He's well, late. but here's the thing. What, what do you do with these six lost teams? So is nine and seven really going to get the six? Because if that's the case, maybe we already spoke too much about Tennessee because they're at, they're at Indy and at Oakland the next two. Well, do we have any new crossoff teams? Um, we are up to this week. We had Bears, Bengals, Broncos, Bucks, Cards, Dolphins, Falcons, Giants, Jets, Lions, Redskins. I think we could add the Panthers, right? We could probably add the Panthers, but we may have to bring the the Bucks back. I don't know. We have to uncross the Bucks. I don't know. Now maybe they're just a fun team that's just never going to make it. But I mean, the NFC took a little bit of a hit today. I guess Minnesota was off, so they're. Actually, Minnesota and Seattle will be the wild cards no matter what, right? I feel comfortable keeping the Bucks crossed off, right, even though they fine. have Brett Favre and Eli Manning's yeah. my, uh, modern baby. Yeah, that's true. AFC, New England's 10-1, Ravens 8-2, potentially 9-2 after tomorrow. Bills somehow 8-3, Texans Chiefs 7-4. So now we're getting close enough that we really have to start thinking about that Saturday Shakey's game, the Shakey's classic. <laughs> and we've talked about it on the last couple of podcasts, but odds are it's going to be Houston, I would guess, would be the three seed unless the Chiefs just get hot the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. But if if Houston drops to four, then it's Houston hosting Buffalo would be the Shakey's game. If, yeah, I think if, you know, I don't think the South team will get a bye. And if they don't, whoever wins that, division and host their playoff game, well, that'll be the Shakey's game. Yes. Either way, Houston, whoever the AFC South team is, will be hosting the Shakey's game. Right. It's not going to be the Chiefs. They're not putting that on first game Saturday. But the four quarterbacks who could be the road team in that Shakey's game, whoever the fuck is the Steelers quarterback, I don't even, Hodges, mm. <laughs> Rudolph, Devlin or Mason, Devlin, um, <laughs> David Carr, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. One of the cars. <laughs> Jacoby playing on one leg. He's definitely not healthy. And right. Ryan Tannehill. Unless right. unless Cleveland can just run the run the table and go 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is going to happen. But yeah, that's good. That could be an all-time bad Shakey's game. That'll be fun. Um, all right, we're gonna take one more break, then we're gonna do guest lines. Let's talk about ZipRecruiter finding key players for your team can be challenging. It was challenging today for the New England Patriots trying to find competent receivers in bad weather for Tom Brady. Guess what they did? They found an undrafted free agent on ZipRecruiter 
They drafted a first rounder on ZipRecruiter. Well, they didn't have ZipRecruiter, but if they had had ZipRecruiter, I think they would have suggested the same things. Think about Cafe Otero's COO, Dylan Miskowitz. He can relate to the Patriots. One of Kyle's favorites. He goes way back with Dylan. Dylan needed to hire a director of coffee, posted his job on ZipRecruiter, found the best person for the role in just a few days. I have no idea if that person was better than Jacoby Myers. I doubt it. I hope they were equally as good. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, our friends, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, Allbirds, everyone loves a gift they can feel good in and about. Allbirds, stylish, comfortable, sustainable, you can't go wrong. Streamlined design, versatile, you know you look great. Anytime you lace them up, they come in a wide range of colors inspired by nature and a variety of silhouettes keep you looking your best in whatever situation you find yourself here in the holiday season. Ladies, the tree breezers, they're your new go-to flats. They'll have you feeling like the bell of the ball at any holiday party. Meanwhile, the wool runners, which are made from ZQ certified merino wool, will help you stay warm. While the Mizzle collection, complete with puddle guard, will help you stay prepared through winter's unpredictable weather. Kyle, I remember when uh, Mizzle collection and puzzle and and puddle guard, they played at uh, that music festival with Stizzle, right? Coachella. <laughs> yeah, the Wool Runners were there too. They were all excited. I don't know if Merino Wool was there, but uh, we've been using. They they've sent us some Allbirds. Yeah, Kyle, I'm embarrassed by how much you wear the Allbirds. I know now that it's getting colder. Too. I don't have enough colors. That's why. Yeah, you, you see, need more colors. You can see me in the same ones. Allbirds are the perfect gift to make the holidays a little more comfortable for everyone on your list. Give the gift of comfort this holiday season or get a pair for yourself at allbirds.com. Here we go, Sal. Thanksgiving. Woo! Three games. First one in Detroit. Man, this is a good one. Mitch Trubisky and the Bears traveling to Detroit <laughs> to play Matt Patricia and Jeff Driscoll. Enjoy, enjoy your mimosa. Enjoy your Bloody Marys because this is happening. I have Chicago laying three and a half in Detroit. Enjoy your bloody eyes for having to watch this. Chicago uh, favored by three and a half? I said uh, Chicago one and a half and it's one. Oh, no. They are not trusting Mitchell here. Mitch had three of the worst throws I've ever seen in my life today. Two of them were picked. He had some bad. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Those were bad. But that end zone pick was terrible. But and he didn't have great rushing numbers, but he took off a couple times. And that, I think that's what they're missing with him. Work that into your playbook. Figure it out. It's really, really weird that they don't just use him like Buffalo uses Josh Allen. Right. Where he just doesn't seem nearly as dangerous as Josh Allen does. And meanwhile, I would say athletically, he's right around the same. You know? I swear I thought I saw Nagy roll his eyes after like a, an overthrow by Mitch. You, you don't see that from a coach. You see like little stern you know, ad, admonishment, you know, but you don't, you don't see, you don't see a coach roll his eyes. I think I really think I saw that Nagy. It's tough. It's a tough they beat one. him 2013, um, two weeks ago, right? Chicago beat Detroit. Yeah. I had blocked that whole game out of my mind. <laughs> Next game, your Cowboys. The good news about this Pats loss is they get to just play again. They get to play Josh Allen in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if assuming they roll, then everybody would be feeling good again, heading into right. a little 10-day 
10-day break. I have the Cowboys favored by seven points over Buffalo. You got it exactly. I went low. I was really down on this team. I was in a bad mood when I made this pick. I said four and a half, but yeah, you hit it exactly with seven. I think it's a little bit high, but I'd like to return the favor for you beating the Eagles last week. So anything we could do, just let us know. There was a word on the street, according to my sources, that you were very upset after this Pats game today. Oh, really? I really was. I stormed out of Corolla's warehouse. I didn't even clean the food that I bought for everyone. You start, You did a storm out. I what did. was your last because, storm out? Well, here, here's the worst part. Because Clay Travis, you know, I play against Clay Travis and Todd Furman on the game. And in order for him to beat me, he had Dallas plus seven. So towards the end, when I knew they weren't going to win, I was like, all right, well, New England's going to try a field goal here. There's really no way they're going to get. And then they did that stupid thing where... They didn't, you know, so they threw the ball out of bounds. I, I, I got kill killed everywhere. My team yeah. lost and I lost the cover didn't even happen. So I was just so angry. The person working the clock didn't just tick off the rest of the time. Well, that was reason. interesting too. Like you kind of, that, were you weird? Does that make you think like, to me, that's like when my father forgets a name or something, forgets like three names in a row. Yeah. Did you feel that way about Belichick slipping a little? They left a second on there. Well, it, it the play took six seconds. They just decided to stop the clock after four. They stopped the clock. The ball hadn't even hit anything yet. I yeah, thought it's thought... until it touches something the clock goes. I I don't. Is it when you touch something? Could you throw something into the crowd and wait till it hits the fourteenth row? That's I thought it's I like thought. when it goes out of bounds. When you stormed out of Corolla's house, did you say goodbye to Donald Trump Jr. or no? <laughs> you just left. Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, they all they all saw me off. <laughs> Our Frank Carolla. Uh, last game, Sunday night. Man, I don't know how they did this, but we have three shit games. I guess Let me just Cowboys say, before Bills. we move on from Buffalo, sorry about this, but yeah. the Frank Gore thing, I, and I get letters like, hey, you guys don't mention Frank Gore. Yeah, there's a reason. Good for him. He passed Barry Sanders today. I, I can't explain it. I, I, I think about, we, we talked about this before, like how are you going to ex- describe Frank Gore to your children, your grandchildren. And Hench said something funny. He's like, uh, I'm going to say he was a guy when my team played him, I wasn't afraid. And when I played him in fantasy, I wasn't afraid. <laughs> That's how I'm going to describe him. And he racked up so many yards because he was so durable over the years. But may, I don't know about, and I guess he's a Hall of Famer, but was he ever taken the first two rounds of fantasy? Oh, God, no. No, right? Never? 49ers score? He just was... I, I guess so. His second year in San Francisco, 2006. Yeah. Almost 1,700 yards and 500. So 1,695 rushing, 45 receiving, and he had nine touchdowns. So he okay. must have been a first rounder that year. All right. I guess so. But after that, he never topped like 1,200 yards. He only had and we're double figures shit touchdown for just one more guy's time. fantasy numbers and, and trying to compare them. Listen, and, yeah, if there are people defending only. Frank Gore, I think they need they need to reevaluate things. Yeah. All right. Frank Gore is right. fine. He was a really good running back for uh for whatever reason, a long time. And if you could bet now after we've badmouthed him that he score over under three and a half touchdowns against the Cowboys, definitely go over because it's gonna happen. Well, I think the weirder thing is he's this is 15 seasons for him in a, at a position where people just get jettisoned after like seven years. Yeah, right. Like and you look at Barry Sanders who played 10 and could have played three or four more. Yeah. It's like he stepped away from the game. So I guess Cowboys-Bills is technically a good game because it's two playoff teams, but sure. 
I still feel like I'm not going to enjoy that that much. I don't think the Bills are that good. Our last game is the night game. They were feeling really good when they scheduled this. Saints, yeah. Falcons in Atlanta. They're fired up. A lot of great team games between these two teams over the years. And uh, and this won't be one of them. <laughs> I have the Saints favored by six and a half in Atlanta. Oh, wow. You hit it exactly. I said five and a half. Why are you so sure? I thought we just said the NFC South is, you know, they come at each other like gangbusters. Atlanta's uh, this not could be good. a good game. And the, and the whole Atlanta thing, I was watching the pregame shows today and they were interviewing Matt Ryan. They're like, Matt, how would you explain the turnaround? It's like they won two games in a row. What, what mm-hmm. is this like? This is the 2013 Red Sox? Right. Coming back? Like, stop it. So this isn't your teaser sweater right here? No, because the line's too low. Atlanta won 26. I mean, they won two weeks ago. That was the big, that was the big crazy upset. Knocked everyone out of their suicide pools. Is this Alan Chris? Uh, yes, I believe so. They played last uh, Thanksgiving also. It was a night game. Same game. Al, I, I, I just, I don't think the ball's coming out of Drew Brees' hand in the same way, Al. I just don't. I don't think it's the same. You just you look at his camera numbers, and the jib is just going so slow from the twenty to the four point two frames a second. Al, <laughs> I, I don't see it. Uh, our Sunday marquee game is a really good one. Baltimore is home for the 49ers. Not only a, uh, a a Super Bowl not too many years ago, but a possible Super Bowl this year as well. Yeah, I had I did. You heard Kaepernick's flipping the coin, right? <laughs> No, I don't think he is. <laughs> no calls yet for him. I can't believe it. <laughs> Thought the phone would be ringing off the hook after that. Uh, don't you understand? This guy loves football. Oh Give him a God. call. I have Baltimore by three. I had three and a half until that Niners game. And then when I saw the Niners game, I knew that mm-hmm. they would be bumped. This is a classic Ravens by three, in my opinion. Well, not so classic. You should have stayed with three and a half because you would have tied me. And the real number is five. Wow, really? It is strange to me because Vegas Jeez. does seem to give San Francisco the benefit of a doubt. Six and a half point favorite against Seattle, three and a half tonight, even though, you know, could have been three, but now they shift it the other way. I think they're sick of losing money on the Ravens. They've been so far off with that number. Well, if they if they look good tomorrow, I can see it, but that seems a little early to have that line. I'm surprised. Yeah. This will be... Uh... A good test. This this not only having the Monday night in LA, but then having to play the Niners five and a half days later. That's this is a nice little gauntlet for them. We'll see. There's a lot of pressure on San Francisco. It's unlike well, I guess Green Bay has Minnesota nipping at their heels, but but the way Seattle wins and that the fact that they keep winning, San Francisco has to keep it going too. I have five games in the rewatch in the uh watchables. And the rewatchables. The mm-hmm. watchables. First one, Colts-Titans, AFC South battle. The Colts really gave one away last week. And I, I think of all the six and five teams, they're probably the one that's record could be at least a win and a half higher. Mm-hmm. I know we don't have half wins, but six and five feels like underachieving. I've watched a lot of Colts. I thought they should have won last week. I have the Colts favored by three and a half over the Titans. Oh, son of a bitch. I had it also, and it's exactly three and a half. Damn, I needed to win that one. It's a borderline loser leaves town match. 
Yeah, it might be. I don't. It's not official because I still think nine and seven can make the playoffs. But man, whoever loses this game is in rough shape. Steelers, well, six, they'd be six and six, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's just another tougher because there's just together. a lot of teams in that cluster, you know. Like you, yep. And the Colts won nine, 1917, uh, middle of September when they first played. But you're right, and you're all over this Colts team from late August. But they play their it's their tempo. They play their tempo. They play their game. They were they. I agree. They should have won Thursday night. You know, some questionable Frank Wright calls. I felt like Deshaun Watson can hit the 40-yard pass better than he can the six-yard pass, but that, uh, credit Colts defense for that, too. Yeah, the D-backs screwed up a couple of times. They screwed up the end. They, 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 it was a clusterfuck, but um, Deshaun is like a basketball player where he's not having a great game, but then he can just hit three threes in a row. Mm-hmm. And you're calling timeout because you're like, oh, shit, what just happened? Right. Deshaun just got nine points in two minutes. But he does have the ability to all of a sudden the game flips. And you're watching that, especially Thursday night. It's 17-10 Colts. They're in complete control of the game. And then all of a sudden it's 2017 Texans. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Right. The other one that is a potential loser leave town match. This one I feel pretty comfortable saying is a loser leaves town match is Steelers Browns. Yeah. Browns lose. I don't see it because I don't think they can win four in a row ever. Uh, Steelers, if they lose, they're six and six. I don't know. Like, what are they going to run the slate? I, maybe it's not an official loser leaves town, but it feels a little losery. I have these Steelers at home giving two and a half to Cleveland. I think if the Browns lose, it's loser leaves town. Um, they're five and seven at that point. I think they'll be out. I guess Pittsburgh could lose. All these teams are in the same situation. They had six and five or five, you know, five and six. Uh, what I'm sorry. What did you have? I had Steelers two and a half. All right. I had Steelers three. You're not going to believe this. The Browns are favored by one. Ooh. So you edge me out there. Is that crazy? I mean, I, I, probably not a lot of difference between Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges, but if Devlin Hodges is your quarterback, he's your quarterback. He, he should seem better. In that case, are the Browns, should they be favored on the road? Doesn't make sense. I don't know if you know this, but these two teams had a big fight like 10 days ago. I know. I want I want him to play so bad. That Garrett thing was an unusual sports story where all of a sudden the racial slur thing comes out and everybody just kind of looks at it, flips it over a couple ways and, and goes, I'm out. Stay out of this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out either way. They, everyone considers the stakes on both arguments. They're like, I'm out. I mean, so, let's just let this one pass. I had, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and also, if if, if he had made a racial slur, wouldn't we think his African American teammates would have not taken his side almost immediately? The fact that this came out six days later was crazy. But also, I did a bit this week on Thursday Night Football, it was the great. game show, good one. Thank you. I was a, a lawyer representing athletes who have been assaulted on the field. And we had Gabby Reese do a testimonial and we had uh, Booker, Booker T. T. Yeah, we had a horse who claimed he has suffered damages when uh, a little person like rode on his back for six furlongs, whatever. But we are editing this for the show and then the racial thing comes out. I'm like, oh crap, this sucks. Everyone's going to be serious about this again and we're going to have to kill this. But uh, luckily, cooler heads prevailed. It wasn't that big a deal. Well, cooler heads have prevailed here too because we're not touching this story. Next right, game, Bucks Jags. <laughs> this might be my lock of the week. My Bucks, my team. 
They're uh, in Jacksonville. And if we know anything about it, the Bucks, it's this. They're going to score some points. You can either keep up or not. I don't think the Jaguars can keep up. I don't know what happened. I mean, the fact that the Jaguars were up 10 in the fourth quarter of the AFC title game less than two years ago. Right. And are now this run-of-the-mill crap franchise again is bizarre. But uh, I actually think the Bucks are going to be favored in this one. I had the Bucks by one and a half. No, you love them a little too much. Okay. I had the Jags by two and a half. It's it's one and a half. So uh, I get that one. Don't get too excited. I know Tampa Bay is a very fun team to root for, but and the Jaguars are almost exactly opposite of that. But be careful here. I think the Jags stink, and I think they're cleaning house there with everybody at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think the two teams that clean house will be actually the three. Lions, Jags, Panthers. I don't have a feel for the Falcons. Giants, they'll at least fire the coach. Redskins, God only knows what that fucking guy's oh, going to do. They can start anywhere. But uh, all right, you next could... game for the watchables. I had the Bucks as a watchable because I just enjoy watching them. I know. You have to watch. This one's really watchable. Rams cards in Arizona. Yep. I don't know what will happen in this game, but it'll be weird. I have the Rams by two and a half. Um, who gets this? I do. I said four. It's three and a half. Hmm. And uh, they played already this year. What happened? Rams getting a lot of respect from oh, Vegas. 20, December 29th. Don't you okay. feel like the Rams are getting unusual respect in Vegas? Even the Ravens line. I feel like the Ravens should be favored by four at least. That's another one you should. I, I, I'm begging you to hedge that a little bit. You have about four outstanding parlays that I know of with the with the Ravens either on the money line or yeah. laying three and a half points. You talk about a game that you might not need. The Ravens don't really need this game. The, the Rams haven't lit anything up lately, but they need Lamar's MVP campaign. So you think I should hedge with Tiny Hands Goff? I don't know. You know what? You're hot and I'm ice cold. So uh, I, I'm looking more at the Rams defense has played well the last few weeks. I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to mention this earlier. The The Eagles defense yet again was awesome in that Seahawks game mm-hmm. today. They yeah. They have been... Other than the Pats, I would say a top three defense last six, seven weeks, which was weird because there was all that talk about them trading for Jalen Ramsey and they got to fix their secondary. Now it's like, you know, the Seahawks would not have gotten to 20 points in that game, I don't feel like. No. Metcalf dropped the touchdown. That's why Russell's so great. He throws one long to a guy named Turner and it's like, oh, yeah, they still have that. Yeah. It's a nice, nice little weapon. Last watchable game, Chiefs Raiders. Raiders in a tough spot. They go from being in the driver's seat to the sixth seed to suddenly, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but getting mm-hmm. killed by the Jets is never good. And uh, Chiefs coming off a bye, although coming off a bye these days, I'm not sure it means what it used to mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have the Chiefs by nine and a half against the Raiders. You get this one. I said seven. It's eight and a half. Um Man, I think this has all the makings of... Talk about your sweater parlay? Or yeah, parlay so maybe sweater. this is, is the sweater parlay. Is this it? Just throw the Chiefs in. Oh, yeah, they'll beat the Raiders. Yeah, Just this what is you the said, sweater right? parlay. Chiefs already killed them 28-10 in September. Yeah. They're coming off a bye. They have weeks to prepare. Oakland was terrible this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. I do think the mediocre to decent team coming off a shit week is something to be careful of the next week. Mm-hmm. And we just saw that with the Panthers where they just come off a disgraceful effort right. and then all of a sudden rally and give the Saints everything they could hope for. All right, we're going to the barely watchables. We got three. First one is Packers-Giants. This is in New York. 
not featuring uh, next New York Giants head coach, Jason Garrett. <laughs> I have the Packers. I have this right in the Vegas zone. I have the Packers laying four and a half in New York. All right, I hit this exactly. It's seven. Oh, man. That's stupid. No, it's not too high. No, come on. I, I want to say this. I want to say something. This is a guy who's, um, I don't know. I'm not there in New York anymore, but I don't think Daniel Jones takes as much shit as he should. Ooh. If he didn't have that gigantic game against Tampa and their defense, who we all know fails to show up two out of three weeks, that crazy game against the Bucs, and their kicker missed like two extra points and a field goal or something. Yeah. Definitely a field goal at the end. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think you're talking about maybe we didn't make the right move drafting him. Not great numbers. Another 150 yards. 86 passer rating. It does seem like he has weapons. Yeah. I like Slayton. I like Golden Tate. Evan Ingram was hurt this week, but he did have Saquon. It's not like he's got... I think it's an above-average collection of skill position players, right? Saquon, if you go by QBR, it should get you up to 100 every, every week just for uh, like nice screen passes that he's able to handle. I mean, Mike, I, I don't see it with Jones. I just don't. <laughs> Next one, Panthers, Redskins. Put this in the parlay sweater. I have uh, the Panthers by eight at home against Redskins, which should be the most amount of points Allen number two should ever be favored by. You got me here. I said six and a half. It's nine and a half. So oh, no. You're but, really going to have to sweat it. You're not putting on a two-teamer unless you're doing a seven-pointer. Man, we got a couple parlay sweaters in here. What yeah. was the Packers line? Seven? Packers were seven. Yeah. I don't know about this. I don't know about a, a team with such... I, I think you you now have to look at field goal kickers in addition to quarterbacks. Like, hey, yeah. do I want to give this many points for a guy who can't kick like a 27-yard field goal? One of the great uh, moments in Amer in Asian American sports history today. What happened? Damashek started coup in his fantasy league as his kicker. Oh, right. That's right. And he had 11 points. I was screenshotting it and sending it to uh, David Chang and Alan Yang. And it's like, <laughs> look at this. What a moment. It's like the number one moment since Linsanity. Yeah. But yeah. Koo is like a top 10 fantasy kicker now. And the Chargers had a uh, South Korean quarter uh, kicker too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, was, that was a big, he had a couple of good weeks. The Pats had him on the practice squad right. and got rid of him so they could sign Mike Nugent and then Nick Folk, who can't make a field goal more than 42 yards. Mm. So that worked out great. Uh, next barely watchables <laughs> game, Chargers Broncos. The, uh, the, I'm, I'll save my Broncos story for parent corner, but, um, the Broncos are not good at football. I think, I think it's finally <laughs> over. I think it's finally... Uh, Didn't they have a bye this week? I can't remember. It's run its course. And then you have the Chargers with the the whole Phil Rivers thing, which we did not get to talk about last week. Right. It's rough. Mallory and I talked about it on Thursday's pod. It's, it's, it's near the end. I would say he's further along. The body is further along than Drew Brees' decomposing body, but it's, it's, uh, it's near the end for Phil. And I think we're all winners. I made the case that... Um, this actually leads him toward the TV career that I think would be really valuable for him. Oh, is he just going to yell at the uh, at the play-by-play -play guy the whole time? Like I feel like he's his skills are diminishing a little bit. He is he's a poor man's Jameis, and that he's he's very exciting oh. to watch, right? Oh. No, he's very exciting to watch. Jameis is going to see a pick that you haven't seen. Uh, you know uh, the likes of which you haven't seen. 
And he's, he yells at everybody. I love it. It's, it's like he's reprimanding his nine kids. <laughs> well, maybe he'd be, he'd be like an angry Romo as a TV guy. Yeah, right. I yeah. have the Chargers by one and a half in Denver. Let me find this. Uh, I had Chargers by two. And Denver is favored by a point. So you get, oh, that, I get one. that one. Denver's favored by a point. Okay. This is a, a world-class stay away game. Let's, we'll take one more break. Then we'll get to the poop factor. Hey, if you're new in Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Indiana, listen up. Thanksgiving. Nothing brings people together like points. FanDuel Sportsbook running special promos on overbets all day long. When you bet the over, you've always got something to look forward to. Well, FanDuel's got some great promos, including bet the over on any or all the Thanksgiving Day games and earn up to 50 bucks bonus for each one that hits. If you're new to FanDuel, sign up with promo code BS to get your first bet risk-free. Place any bet and get refunded up to $500 in site credit. If you don't win, one last time, FanDuel.com slash BS. And if you're new, sign up with promo code BS to get your first bet risk-free. Must be 21 plus and present in Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Indiana. Site credit is not in which will expire seven days after receipt. Terms and restrictions apply. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER or... In West Virginia, visit 1800gambler.net or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, the Poop Facta. Miami's in the Poop Facta every week. This week, they are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. If there's anything that could get the Eagles offense going, I would hope it's Miami. Mm. Certainly got the Browns going. And yet, uh, I would, I'd have to throw the Eagles in the parlay sweater as well. I have the Eagles by six and a half in Miami. All right, we tie that. It's seven and a half. I like that on a teaser. That's a, you know, that's kind of a loser leaves town match. The Cowboys win on Thursday. Eagles lose that. All of a sudden, that that head-to-head matchup in, in Philadelphia doesn't matter as much. I think in a tease parlay, you're just making the case the Eagles defense wins this game by itself. Yeah, in the, okay, in that's Sanders, fine. they get 20 points, they win the game. Right. Can you name the four receivers the Eagles started or played today? No. Can you name two of them? I'm trying to think. So Aguilar didn't play. No. Uh, wait, there's a, all right, well, we're not counting tight ends, right? Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, yes. The second round pick with the hyphen name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, oh, crap. What's his name? Nick somebody. And then there's a fourth guy. Yeah, Arcago White, right? There's a fourth guy in there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm it looking is. at their receptions. Ertz, tight end. Matthews receiver. They, uh, they had four guys. They showed a graphic of them, and I did not know who two of the guys Godert, were. Godert, G. No, Ward. he's a tight end. Go to oh, wow. tight end. That's another tight end. You're right. We are hitting a fun time of the year when you're flicking channels. Like I, we had a uh, Cleveland Miami game on for a second that and Miami had some white running back mm-hmm. who was undrafted from California. And the announcer is trying to talk, you know, make the game sound exciting. He's like, I'll tell you, right. I, I don't be surprised if we see more of this guy. <laughs> this guy, they, no. you, you talk to the coaches and, and they think blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, is, I'm going to be surprised. Let me be surprised. Can I be surprised by the undrafted white <laughs> running weird. back like from baseball. California? You, you bring up your double A players in the middle of uh, September, the losing team. Sunday night, Texans, Pats in Houston. Wait, you missed one. I did? Oh, I did miss one. I'm sorry. I had one more poop factor. Oh, this is, this is pretty poopy. 
Yeah. Since a home for the Jets. <laughs> this is a loser left town in September match. <laughs> this is the loser left his family and changed his identity game. <laughs> There's no sign of him and he has a second second family in another state. Yeah. I have the Jets by four and a half. Uh yeah, you get this. I said six. And it's uh three and a half. Oh. Six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I need to nail the next two for a tie. Well, I think you're gonna get the next one because Sunday night we have Houston hosting the Patriots. And I, I had a lot of trouble with this one. I don't I think the Shaw gets a lot of respect from Vegas. I I just didn't know what to do with this. I went Texans by one. Wow, you really didn't. Why don't you think like New England was favored on the road against uh, who the other night? Because I know they lost, but the Baltimore they were favored by three. Why would they be favored by three against uh, Houston? Because we've scored- I said three, they're favored by three and a half. That's the number. What? What? Yeah. Oh my god, we've we've scored fifty points in three games. I don't know. I didn't love Houston the other day. I know Thursday games are weird, but oh man, that's just great. me trying to talk myself down with the Pats. That's what that yeah. was. That's how it'd be diagnosed in the therapy mm-hmm. session. It's like, Bill, <laughs> why do you think you thought the Pats would be underdogs in Houston? Right. I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm keeping my guard up with this team. Yeah. Uh, no, 10, it doesn't seem like a lot of wins, but that's what they have. Well, the good news is I hit Monday night exactly. Let's see it. Seattle is home for the Minnesota Vikings. Seattle by three. Yeah, you did hit it exactly. And you win the week. I said four and a half. It's three. That it, That's just a textbook. Blank, Why? Blank, it should be higher. Three. They're better than the Vikings. They're better. I don't, I don't know. They're better good, in their home. Not sure how good Seattle is. What did why? What did you need to see? That's a tough road win. You look at their schedule, and it's a lot of pulling games out. You remember when I used to that one year I kept track of the either or games? Oh, yeah, you used to do that. To yeah. mix success. But I try to figure out like how many teams. How many games did a team have during the course of the year that either either team really could have won? Oh, no one beat Seattle in that department. No one beats them. They're, is Seattle, the, this is just the scores of their games. Mm-hmm. They beat Cincy by one, Pittsburgh by two, lost to New Orleans by six. They blew out Arizona, beat the Rams by one, beat the Browns by four, killed by Baltimore, beat Atlanta by seven. That game was close. Tampa and OT, OT by six, San Francisco and OT by three. And then this Philly game today where they only scored 17. Yeah, I think eight of their nine wins are by seven or fewer. And against Minnesota, a team that the upside of a good Minnesota performance is pretty high. Mm -hmm. I just think I'd be surprised if they like killed Minnesota. Right. Can I bring something up? Because this is a Monday night game. By the way, my first. Yeah, high profile, if you will, block on Twitter. First time I was blocked that I know of. Yeah? Who was Booger it? McFarlane. Whoa. What? Booger blocked me. And I'm I'm not going to say I'm good to him, but I, I look back and I've only made one negative tweet about it. And I read it to our cousin, Jimmy. I said, he's like, what did you do to deserve this? I was like, here's the tweet. I said, I, one of the Monday night games was headed to overtime. I was like, oh, I love free football more than anyone, but another 20 minutes of Booger might really do me in for good. And I didn't even have his handle on it, which means he got it third party. 
Huh. And, and Jimmy's like, oh, well, you deserve it. Yeah, you deserve to be blocked. I was like, really? Oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, booger. <laughs> That's tough. I don't know I what to the, do, Sal. I feel bad. I guess the worst color commentator in the history of sports <laughs> doesn't like when you bring up that he's the worst color commentator in the history of sports. I thought you said something about him saying Lamar needs to be switched to wide receiver. What? Yeah, because he did that when Lamar was in college. It's him and Bill Polian. Everybody blames Bill Polian. Booger was on that one, too. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. Oh, listen, there's a million things you go after. And apparently, and allegedly, Mar Marty Morningweg after Baltimore drafted him, but who knows? Gotcha. Wow, well, Booger. Unblock Sal. No, it's all right. I understand. Well, now I said something even worse, so it's fine. What about uh, Donald Trump Jr.? Is he, are you <laughs> still clear with him or no? Did you guys talk about it today? I don't know if uh, I'm going to be on Celebrity Apprentice anytime who soon. Who is he either. rooting for during the during the hang today? Who was who rooting for? Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> he was, shut up. He wasn't there. He wasn't there? No. What would Hench's reaction have been like if he had strolled in? <laughs> if he had to watch the Patriots game with uh, <laughs> DJ TJ, it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> uh, Oh, man. All right, so I beat you. So am I in the lead now? Oh, man, you did. Like, hold on. I don't think you're in the lead. Didn't I have? So now we're even? Through five, five, three. Yeah. Five, five, three. Wait, I had five wins. This is where we make the move. No, uh, take a look. Even the ringers keep in track here. I had five. Typical chicanery from you. <laughs> wait, you had five? Wait, no, wait. I thought I had five heading into this week. That's all right. No, I, I had Listen, five. you keep score however you want. All right. Hey, Sal, finding the right car for your family is important. You need room for the kids. The groceries, sports care has to work for your budget, too. The folks at CarMax make it easy to find the right car with over 50,000 CarMax certified vehicles available at CarMax.com. Check out 360-degree photos, ratings, reviews, vehicle history reports. Book a test drive. Set up a trade-in appraisal. Start your financing all from the comfort of home. Discover just how easy car buying can be when you start at CarMax.com. Uh, what do you have for Parent Corner, Sal? Oh, all right. Well, uh, Thanksgiving coming up and, you know, I have a five-year-old and, you know, at school around Thanksgiving, they, they do it up. They'll make like paper plates with, um, with fall leaves on them or paper plates. You could turn into like a pumpkin pie or something. And then they do it like a controversial, like feather thing to commemorate the first Thanksgiving. That's not, that's a no, no now uh, to pilgrims and native Americans. So yeah. some schools do it, some don't. And he also made an apron with his picture on it and his name underneath and he gets this thing and he takes it home and his name is Harrison but it's written out and we don't know if this is a, a helper a kindergarten helper or a teacher but it's h-a-r-r-i-s-o the n is gone the n didn't make it didn't make the play it was too too small too narrow to fit the end so it says Harriso. And then me and the wife and his two brothers just start laughing and calling him Harriso. And he attacks us all. He goes crazy. He's like, you know, the guy who hasn't been tagged in for uh, 15 minutes and like finally is like stomping his foot and finally gets tagged in. He comes at all of us like a house of fire, really like throwing haymakers because we're calling him Harriso to the point where my wife is just like, cut it out. Stop it right now. And I was like, I cannot stop it. I want to call this kid Harriso for the next at least six years. She's like, no, you need to grow up here. And so I grew up for the uh, rest of the evening, but, um, the remainder of the week, I snuck a Harriso in there at least once a night. And she's like, he's going to go to therapy. I mean, he just attacks us. I just, I love it. But this is, this is abuse, right? It's no good. 
It's he reminds me so much of my son because my son would do the same thing the the <laughs> tag in without being tagged, right. throwing just just sweeping haymakers, and those <laughs> five year old haymaker punches really hurt. Like they they land either inside groin, balls, right. hip, all things that don't normally get punched. <laughs> yeah. And they don't feel good. Does not feel yeah, great. Right. I'm like, I, I'm like, hey, one more of these, and I'm maybe not going to let you watch uh, 11 hours of Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and whatever mm. pay per view was tonight, Survivor Series. Take it easy. I was going to do Hour my uh, yesterday. Ben and I played like five hours of so Madden 2020. This is yeah. not a plug. Madden 2020 is this game called Knockout that Ben loves. It's Superstar Knockout, mm-hmm. where you you go and it has eight different kind of teams that have a theme and they're all named after different things. So like one shutdown and it's like a really good defensive team, but not good on offense. And then there's like a, a Sean McVay team that has like, it's more offense. Defense isn't quite as bad, but the offense isn't amazing either. There's a shotgun team. Every play is in shotgun. DJ Khaled has a team where he's the what? quarterback <laughs> and he's really good. And then Snoop Dogg's a quarterback for one. So there's these eight identities. You pick the team and then you get to draft three either all pros or legendary players. And it's kind of like finding like a secret treasure, right? Like you, the, it's three and the first one comes up and it'll be like, you know, Lawrence Taylor, um, Drew Brees, um, Keenan Allen. So to be, you never know, but you might end up with Jim Brown and you add these three. And if you, you have to win four straight games and each time you win, you get a player added to you and the games are only <laughs> one drive each. So you have to go 70 yards and score than the other team does. And if each team scores, then it does this tug of war thing. And we played for like five straight hours. <laughs> it's really, it's really fun. So they're quick games. They're like 10 minute games. Mm-hmm. Ben's doing defense. I'm doing offense. And he's shutting people down and then I'm on offense and then I'll throw a pick to lose the thing. <laughs> and he's just assaulting me and berating me with swears. <laughs> and at one point, Zoe comes in and says, Ben, you can't talk to dad like that. I'm like, he's fine. He's fine. Let the boy vent. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> He's Zoe. just losing his mind. <laughs> and, and, and Ben's like, we should live stream this. And I'm like, no, we absolutely shouldn't live stream this. That would be the worst idea ever. You're swearing at me. Uh, he's just, he's, he well, you just, just told the story losing. to like a million people. So it's kind of the same thing. He hates losing, which, <laughs> well, he hates losing, which makes it such a shame that he doesn't have like a favorite like football team. Right. Cause, you know, like the Cowboys situation you're in there with the tripping. You take like the intensity and psychotic nature of how he handles these losses. And if it had been like the tripping call, like he mm-hmm. would have punched Donald Trump Jr. Right, right, right. So I had that experience. And then Zoe's boyfriend was over. He's a huge Broncos fan. He watched football with us. Mm. And he's got a fantasy team, nice mellow kid. He's watching the Broncos. We have them on one of the TVs for a while. They're just getting demolished. He's okay with it. He's like, I thought we could have lose. I'm just thinking like, man. Mm-hmm. It's just funny how this stuff works out. Like this is, this was the son I thought I would have had, <laughs> and instead I have the son who's assaulting me as we as we share this Madden stupid <laughs> super knockout game, and he's calling me a, a dick and a jerk. I can't believe you blew it. He's throwing <laughs> the controller. 
Uh, just, no, you just the never son know. I'll be calling you a dick in no time. They'll just you just wait it out. It's fine. <laughs> I I want him to get to know Harrison so he can call him Harriso, and then they could just fight each other, and that'll be that'll be it. They'll fight I to like the that. death. <laughs> uh, well, how about Zoe's boyfriend? Uh, she made you watch that game on one of the screens. That's not fun. No, we put we we toggled because okay. he knew they were gonna lose, All so right. we toggled. We had we had That's a good uh, kid then. All right. Bucks Falcons. And yeah. Seattle, Philly, and red zone. And then we're kind of jumping around to whatever the good games are. Really, once again, they fucked us on these uh, they games. Always do it. With the with the two late games? The two late games. And of, of course, I'm going to watch every play of that Ca- Cowboys Patriots game, as are you. But that Jacksonville game was so out of it. That was that was, it was like, so you have one boring game that you have to watch, and then one game that was just over immediately, like three. Derrick Henry runs in. So yeah, it's like, thanks. Thanks for nothing here. We well, know what happened is I ended up having the entire Mavericks Rockets game on one of the three oh, really? TVs. Okay. Gotta say, I kind of liked it. Uh, the Mavs were 50 to one on Wednesday to win the whole thing. And I have a couple, couple buddies who went in. Yeah, on that's it. not and happening. Crush Houston today, right? The MVP thing with Luca is becoming, I oh, went on your pod. I will, Remember? I will berate you. I'll get Ben. I'll pay Ben to finish you off. If you tell me, the Greek freak isn't winning this thing. No, I'm just saying Luke has momentum. I went on your pod before the season and I said he was the best long shot bet. Remember? He's 25 know, to you one. Texted, you texted me in house like two weeks ago. I was like, what are you guys waiting for? The Greek freak is winning this. Well, he still is winning this. He's getting, like, all right. Yeah, you're right. What are we waiting for? And we put money on it. And then uh, now Harden's the favorite. No, they, Harden's not winning. Giannis is going to win. All right. That's how it's going to play out. Listen, uh, CarMax, they rule out millions of cars with their vetting process and select only the best to become CarMax certified. Over 200 stores nationwide, more than 50,000 CarMax certified cars to choose from. They make it easy to find the perfect car for your family. They have your back. Seven-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. At CarMax, no haggling. Never any pressure to buy. Drive worry-free for 90 days or 4,000 miles. Whichever comes first with the CarMax limited warranty, head over to CarMax.com today to start the search. For your new car. Cuz, what do you have to plug? Oh, we have uh, Lock It In Monday through Friday, 4.30 to 5.30. Actually, Monday through Wednesday this week. Against All Odds with Harry, Brother Brian, the Parlay Kid. Going to go over a lot of games. Many of them that we just brought up. We're going to break them down. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, right? You went on Clay Travis's podcast. I did, yeah. And I clicked on it. And it has the 30-second fast-forward button. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to fast forward to the Sal parts to see if Sal talks about anything I didn't know about. Like, you know, I mentioned you in there. No, I no, about like you. Grow, growing up in New York or the first first year at Kimmel show. Yeah. And I'm just pressing 30 seconds and it's just Clay talking in the 30 <laughs> seconds. I think you're allegedly the guest of that. I think if you did the uh, <laughs> the amount of time you actually talked, it's like an 80 minute podcast. Yeah. I think you talk for like six minutes. Oh, that, no, I'd go under. You I'd should go. go. When we when we finish this, go on Clay's pod. Okay. And just do the 30-second fast forward, and it's just Clay in the middle of another sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so when he has guests on, is, he, is it just him talking? I was exhausted that day, and uh, Benetta, Rachel Benetta, is like, I, I was like, I have to do Clay's podcast. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is a, a long one. I was like, what, what are you talking about? I, I thought we we're going to talk about like like SEC over-unders and stuff. She's like, no, no, no. He really gets into your life and what's your worst moment and what's your best moment. I was like, oh, geez. She, yeah, we, we were crying when I was on there. I, I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this Oprah moment, this Barbara Wall. I, I can't do it. So 
Yeah, I let him talk most of the time. <laughs> she she was crying because Clay wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> he wouldn't let her off. He's <laughs> like, hold on, I got 10 more minutes. <laughs> that that should be the theme of the podcast where he just has people come on and then he talks. It's like I therapy like for him. I don't know. That Corolla may have copywritten that. I don't know if he could do that. <laughs> but Corolla has just his head's tilted back and he's looking up in the sky. <laughs> he doesn't know. I think Clay knew you were there. Corolla doesn't know who's there. He just knows somebody's breathing. (laughs) Um, uh, Sal, as always, good job by you. Good job by you. All right. Thanks so much to State Farm. Thanks to CarMax. Thanks to Allbirds. Stylish, comfortable, sustainable. They come in a wide range of colors, inspired by nature and a variety of silhouettes. Keep you looking your best in whatever situation you find yourself in this holiday season. Allbirds, the perfect gift to make the holidays a little more comfortable for everyone on your list. Give the gift of comfort this holiday season or get a pair for yourself at allbirds.com. Thanks to Square, the company that makes that little white square credit card reader that Fernando the Barber uses. Square also makes pretty much anything you need to run and grow any kind of business. Point of sale, payroll, online stores, invoicing. See how Square can take your business from square one to whatever's next at square.com slash go slash BS. Here's the schedule for the rest of the week. Book of Basketball 2.0 coming late Monday night. One more podcast coming on Tuesday. And then we're done for the week. Until then.